News Talk 98.9, the roar of Memphis. Tool Talk Radio with Joe and Alan. Brought to you by Squid Motors. Every vehicle you purchase from our showroom comes with a free 10-foot live squid in the trunk. Get even more than you bargain for at Squid Motors. See, Alan, uh, oh. dinner and a vehicle all in one, right? I, that's that's saying, where your mind goes with that squid. You know, I hate to say it, but I was kind of like, you know, Calamari. Here we go. There we go. <laughs> Welcome to uh, Tool Talk Radio, everybody. I'm Joe Thorderson with Thor's Hammer, Carpentry, and Wood Turning. And I'm Alan Gilbert with GeekySideTV.com. And a big shout out to uh, Kelly Cruz. Thank you, Kelly. Oh, Another top-notch advertiser that we need. So uh, <laughs> You can call or text us at the Big M Roofing and Remodeling Hotline at 901-683-0989. Well, Alan, uh, I don't know if this guy's going to want a, a free squid when he shows up, oh. but uh, we got Mike Serifolian coming in to the show later on. He owns Tri-State Interiors. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the biggie, Alan. The kitchen Kitchens. and bathroom yes. remodel. This is this this will test your metal as a human being. This will oh. test your marriage. This will test every fiber of your uh, of your being. And you know, look, remodeling your kitchen and bathroom doesn't have to be super scary or expensive. Hopefully, and so uh, depends so, on your taste. Well, Mike's gonna Mike's gonna help us through it. That's what he he's in the trenches every day dealing yes, with that. Yes, he is. Bless his heart. Uh, later, uh, Maximilian, our buddy behind the glass. You know, he mm. doesn't. We don't hear from Maximilian enough. He wants to weigh in, Alan. I guess you stopped by his house the other day. He thought he had some sort of tragedy. Like he thought he was, you know, having to get a new appliance, and you showed him a very simple idea. Uh, or a simple way to fix it. Yeah, so we he, thought, he, he was rolling up in there with a backhoe. He was getting serious. Yeah, so we thought there's a lot of times uh, around your home, people, where you have a problem that seems like it's going to be major, and mm-hmm. it may turn out to be a real simple fix. So we're going to we're gonna calm the troubled waters with mm-hmm. that. Um, Alan, we've got uh, some must-have viewing slash uh, uh, shameless promotion by me that's coming up later. I didn't no. warn you about this, so <laughs> um, and we never got to our must must-have item of the week uh, last week. So we're gonna we're gonna revisit this. I brought it into the studio, and mm-hmm. it's actually already posted on the uh, Facebook page. And uh, of course, we'd love for you to join us on the Facebook page. Go to Tool Talk Radio and uh, join the fun over there. Send us comments and give us a follow. So it's all coming at you today on Tool Talk Radio. But before we get to any of that... And now, Tool Talk Radio's weekly salute. I love that guy. I don't know who he is. but (laughs) Comets are breathtaking celestial phenomena that most of us would be thrilled to witness. In the year 1665, however, the residents of London were not at all happy to witness the comet that was hanging over their city night after night. Superstition ran deep in those days, and many commoners thought the comet was a bad omen. Alan, you were born under a comet, weren't you? No, I am. (laughs) And their fears were soon justified. In September of the following year, a great fire devastated the city of London, causing huge property losses of business, churches, and homes. And it should be noted, here comes the segue, Alan. Mm. And it should be noted that homes in those days had roofs made of thatch, which were highly flammable and helped spread the fire quickly. Yes, throughout history, thatched roofs were a cause of many problems. In addition to being flammable, they were also prone to leaks, bug infestation, and mildew. And so mankind's quest for a better roofing material continued. As the centuries rolled on, roof designers continued to develop new materials to protect us from the ravages of nature, always with an eye towards comfort and safety. Finally, in the early 1920s, a lightweight, waterproof, and fire-resistant roofing material was developed 
that was so effective and popular that the majority of all homes use this great invention even today. My friends, we give you the asphalt shingle. I'm, I'm sure Jay Hill with Big M Roofing is uh, uh, listening he, he's, up here. Uh, so. <laughs> he, he could probably weigh in and go, yeah, let me tell you what we've done now. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, Alan, one thing we, we pride ourselves here on uh, at Tool Talk Radio is making people there's there's so many things in our modern life we take for granted. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just sort of assume they've been there forever. Really, they they're fairly new in terms of uh, our, uh, in terms of our history but the asphalt shingle that was a biggie right well i mean let's let's jump back to uh dear benjamin franklin for just a second okay all right did to, to give you guys an idea how flammable of cut shingles woodcut shingles cedar shingles planking and thatch was uh when ben franklin made one simple invention and he got billed as the man who tamed God. Oh, tell, I know exactly what you're talking about. Go he ahead. invented the lightning rod. So instead of the lightning hitting your chimney, instead of your the roof, lightning hitting your house and sending you up like a giant match, right? It would strike the pole and go into the ground, right? Of that is how serious a house fire has always been considered. Absolutely. So, so yeah, anything that took you know piles of flammable material off your roof, right? Yeah. was a great invention. Yeah, and there was all sorts of let's be honest, there were I mean there were so many different roofing systems and depending on what part of the world you lived in, but uh what makes this asphalt, uh, you know, what do they got in there that makes it so revolutionary? Well, I, well, we got to go back to about the 1850s when we started getting, dealing with a lot of coal tar. Okay. Of coal became a predominant uh fuel source, so the byproducts of tar were out there and a coal tar soaked rag would repel water well and you put the gravel mm. in there you put now, gravel in there exactly and then what's also great about the asphalt shingle is as it warms up it sort of melts Glues together to and one. forms yes. like a solid unit and it, it it's hey it's held up today and it stood the test of time so and in today's uh with the fiberglass inserts and backing very hard to burn very hard to tear up last 20 30 40 years of an amazing product absolutely so uh, hats off once again to the uh, asphalt shingle well uh you're listening to tool talk radio coming to you from news talk 98.9 the roar of memphis we're going to mix things up alan we're going to co- uh, take a break and when we come back we're going to bring our must-have item of the mm-hmm. week Tool Talk Radio with Joe and Alan. Uh? News Talk 98.9, the roar of Memphis. And welcome back to Tool Talk Radio, coming to you from the Brown Refrigeration Studios. I'm Joe Thorderson with Thoris Hammer, Carpentry and Wood Turning, here with my buddy Alan Gilbert from Geeky Side TV. Uh, you can call or text us at the Big M Roofing and Remodeling Hotline at 901-683-0989. Or you can interact with us on our Facebook page. Just go to Tool Talk Radio on Facebook and uh, send it, give us a like, of course. Uh, share it with your friends and mm-hmm. uh, send us interesting stories and uh, interesting home improvement adventures and whatever else, you know. We love pictures. We like triumphs and tragedies. Yeah, or videos if they're tasteful oh, yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. So, hey, Alan, we're mixing it up a little because last week we got so engrossed with our, our guests from uh, Weikert Realtors that we never got to our must-have <laughs> item of the week. So I'm, I'm holding this up, and people, if you go to our uh, – 
Tool Talk Radio Facebook page. You'll already see it. I actually posted it last week. But, Alan, tell people what I'm holding up here. A small little disc with a lot of wire sticking out of it. Yeah, don't use this to shave. Don't no. turn it. <laughs> don't don't. But it, it's a wire wheel, I guess. Yep, That's, it is your infamous wire wheel, folks. If you've ever seen a wire brush, you know, usually used for like scraping rust or mm. heavy duty. It's a, this is serious stuff. Yeah. This will hurt your skin if you rub it against there. Oh, but yeah. uh, but uh, this is a, a cylindrical, or I guess you know, it's round. You basically stick it into a drill, and you spin it. And boy, this baby can do some. It, it can strip some stuff. It, you know, paint, varnish, rust, uh, any, anything softer than those wire bristles is going to get, um, yeah, it's going to get, it's going to get a good scratching. Yeah. So. It's, it's great. It, it does work good on metal, Alan. Like, uh, especially if you've got some rust, like if you're yeah. going to paint some metal, let's suppose you've got like a wrought iron fence or something and there's all these patches of rust and they're in hard to reach areas. Oh, well, yeah. you whip this baby out yep. and, uh. It'll take it down to the surface, and then you, you know, get it. Get, it'll get your work surface nice and clean and ready to go. Yeah. Uh, um. I have you ever hurt yourself with one of these? Of uh, I accidentally uh nipped the back of my own hand in a tight area. Okay. And it, it'll uh it, it'll light you up pretty quick if you're not careful. As so. long as we're as long as we're confessing here, Alan. I had one of these in a drill, and I can't even remember. But uh, folks, this just goes to show you got to pay attention and wait till the thing stops spinning. Because uh, I I had one of these in a drill, and I um kind of uh put it down by my you know I was letting my arm rest, mm-hmm. and it brushed against my pants. Ooh. And it, it, it let's say this, the, right the, in it. the wheel one. <laughs> <laughs> that was called ventilation. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. These things will, these things will do the job, but they're pretty in, 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 inexpensive. Alan, I think I spent about 15 bucks on this one. Maybe. I don't even know. Well, they're they're know, not very expensive. This they will one, wear out though. Well, this is one of those inventions that came along as soon as we got the idea that stuff can go round. Yeah. You know, when we got that foot pedal on the table where something could spin, now suddenly you could put a little more speed and oomph behind something, and I've got a project at home where I found an old tool mm-hmm. uh, at a job site. It's been in the dirt for probably 40, 50 years. Of uh, I will be using one of those in about four hours to start knocking the major crud off of it and see what I got. Huh? You know, Alan. You know, one thing here on Tool Talk, um, Alan always makes me think about stuff. And now that you mention it, I didn't mean to go off on a tangent about this, Alan, but. In, in, when we were kids, I don't remember the drill being the versatile item that it is today. For example, like you go to the uh, big box store and you go to the section, you know, there's a drill on one side of the aisle and on the other side is all the things you can put in the drill. Oh, yeah. And it's it's rows of this stuff. It, it's it's drill bits. It's uh, screwdriver attachments. It's this wire wheel. It's everything. And I'm like, it's kind of neat how versatile it is these days. Right, the, so. the first time I some, saw somebody use a drill to make braided wire, mm-hmm. I lost my mind. Okay. Yep. <laughs> That's a little tricky. Because you know what's happening next. They're going to use somebody's hair. Like, hey, oh, wait, let's well, braid your hair with this right, thing. Right, well, so, they're let's... not going to use our hair. Okay, well. <laughs> <laughs> but it is highly versatile, pretty pretty awesome invention. So, it, yeah. You know, it's just, as people have moved, again, it's, it's the simplest idea sometimes. Absolutely. And everybody goes, you know, I wonder if I could do this too. Oh, yeah. And the next thing you know, you go in the big box store and there's 47 new devices that will all connect to the one thing. And, uh, you know, it is very convenient because now 
you know, a very small bag of tools mm-hmm. will replace what I had 40 years ago, which was a very large truck full of tools. Absolutely. So, yeah. And and not, not to beat this into the ground, Alan, if I could make one one other little minor salute here in the evolution of the of the hand drill, it's the quick release chuck. You know, in the old days, they had what oh, I don't even my. know if a person today would uh, would know what a chuck key is. I that actually, you had to, you know what I mean, Alan? Because like I, in our, when we were kids, you had a little like a little device. It was called a chuck key, and you yeah. had to stick it in there and unscrew whatever was in there. I, now you just grab it and right, reverse well, it. Well, I, I actually had somebody hand me one of those mm-hmm. on an old job site and goes, "What the heck is this?" There you go. And I started dying laughing. I was like, oh, no, "I'll I'll keep that. Don't worry, it's mine." Right? Yeah. You know. So so the old the uh, yeah absolutely yeah the drill the uh, most probably the most versatile tool in our in our collection i'm thinking easily i have at least three in my truck at any given time absolutely so all right alan i've got a i'm throwing an audible at you i'm gonna i've got mm, something to uh, discuss with you in a minute but before i do i just want to remind people you know it's pretty hot out today <laughs> I, it's I think been it's a little warm all the little all muggy yeah Oof. lots of humidity in the air you need somebody if you've got any problems with your hvac or if you've got any uh, issues with the clean air in your home, maybe the air is not as fresh as it could be. Maybe you've got teenagers. Mm, yeah. mm, <laughs> mm. Or maybe you need a smart home system. Well, if whatever you need, Brown Refrigeration can handle it all. Larry Brown, uh, what a great dude. You know, Larry's just a good guy. And him and his wife, what a, they're just nice people. And but they're they're all business. They take care of business over well, there. Well, the the biggest thing is he really knows his business. He yeah. started, you know, he started with a wrench just like everybody else. And he's passionate about yes. it. Yes. I don't know that I could be as passionate about uh, uh, an air conditioner 24 hours a day, Alan. I have varied interests, but he's laser focused. This yeah. is what he does. This so. is what he does. So if you have any HVAC needs, we highly recommend them. Alan and I have sent uh, oh Brown gosh. Refrigeration countless uh, referrals. <laughs> I got Larry on speed dial. <laughs> they got they got a great staff. And you know what else? They got an easy-to-remember uh, phone number and website. You can get in touch with them at 901-362-1881 or go to their uh, easy-to-remember uh, website, brownref.com. Um, okay, Alan, so here's what I was going to let you know. Now, this is a man you, you and I have spoke to. I'm going to my first uh, mm. knock on wood. We're going to see what COVID does to us. Uh, but on September 10th, I'm I'm going to my first ever Club 400 fundraiser event. Ooh. And the right. reason I mention this, folks, uh, um, Alan and I have spoke to this guy. There's a man named Stu McVicker, and uh, he has created the ultimate Cubs man cave. Mm-hmm. It's really not correct to say it. He's got a 23 square hundred, uh, 23 hundred square foot whatever now, he built his, a micro club in his basement yes. that's basically spilled out to the uh it's spilled out into the backyard and basically this is the ultimate cubs man cave it's probably got you know a, a quarter of a million dollars worth of collectibles in there every but uh he what he does is it's not just a place to hang out and watch games and it's it's like a sports bar it's really right. cool it's a, it's a micro club it was featured uh folks you might want to check this out it was featured on a show on netflix called amazing interiors and i think it was the first episode and if you go to it i think he's the second the second home featured mm-hmm. and it's uh it's, i think it was just called the the ultimate cubs man cave you can't miss it it's a really fun segment it's a you know about 15 minutes a great show so what you're trying to say is you're 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 looking for some cardinal fans to step up oh yeah <laughs> but all fans are welcome so here's what he did alan so and and we've gotten to know Stu and become friends with Stu. i talk to him regularly mm-hmm. so he's um 
He's having a fun. What he does is he doesn't just have this cool place. He uses it to raise money. They've already raised almost half a million dollars. Right. And so what they do is they they invite one like a Cubs player. Right. Like they've had Javier Baez there. They've had they've had Anthony Everybody. Rizzo. Yeah. And so basically for a, a, a fee of you know it's it's like 150 bucks, 150 to 200 bucks. You go there, all drinks and dinner are included. It's a party, and you get to meet these Cub players in a in a setting that is you know, a lot nicer because you're not going to be like one of 5,000 people trying to get somebody's autograph. You actually have right. a chance you're to talk to You're going to be one them. of 100 people hanging around in here yeah. chit-chatting. And, and you're surrounded by uh, fellow Cubs fans. But honestly, there's there's people from every team. All teams are yep. welcome. And it raises money. So this year, our, his fundraiser is going to be on September 10th. And Ryan Dempster is going to be – he's a pitcher, a former pitcher from the Cubs. But – the thing that's interesting about him, Alan, he has this show called Off the Mound. He's like he's like a Johnny Carson. He's like a stand-up comedian. Mm-hmm. For he's has, he has a TV show that's similar to the Tonight Show, only it's all about baseball. It's really funny. So I'm going to get to meet Ryan Dempster. So you know, anyway, but it's a fundraiser for uh, a little boy named Riker. And I want to find out if he was named after Riker from Star Trek. <laughs> Riker's like four years old. He's got some problems with, uh, he's got like muscular dystrophy. He's got some serious medical problems. It's making it tough on the family. Yeah, okay, so, so it's going to be a blast. But the thing is, it's a worthy Alan, cause. the reason I'm bringing it up on Tool Talk Radio is I'm going to make a field report out of this because building a 2,300 square foot man cave in your basement, it, it there's all sorts of home improvement there's a commitment. challenges. There's a commitment there. Yeah. Yes, Larry Brown. I'm looking at you on this because I'm just thinking of the the air quality, mm-hmm. keeping it hot or cold. When you, when you've got 200 people down there partying, that's got to be a challenge, yeah, right? Yeah, that's when you discover the Matrix was right. <laughs> you know, human beings put off a lot of heat. Yeah. So when I get there, I'm going to be, you know, everybody's going to be filming uh, Ryan Dempster and all this. I'm going to be going out back looking at the HVAC units. You're going to be tapping on the mound. Right. You're going to be looking at the cove base. Looking at the <laughs> looking at the uh, concrete out by the by the walls, looking at the insulation mm-hmm, and all that. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll, I'll report back, Alan, and see what, and you know, see what's going on. But see I can't wait. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, I, I mean, there may be a mask thing up there by then. I don't know, but um, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be cool. And I wanted to mention that because it is, we always rec- have recommended viewing here on Tool yep. Talk and and uh, beyond Stu's basement. I definitely recommend Amazing Interiors on Netflix. It's a super super interesting show. Mm-hmm. It's got a lot of out of the box thinking, which is something you know we always salute here on Tool Talk Radio. So, all right, Alan, um, we're uh, you're listening to Tool Talk Radio here on News Talk ninety eight nine, the Roar of Memphis. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, uh, Max Million wants to weigh in. Alan. Mm, he wants okay. to ask you about uh, the sewer smell coming out of his dishwasher. <laughs> Tool Talk Radio with Joe and Alan. I wonder if they're fraternal or identical tools. <laughs> News Talk 98.9, the roar of Memphis. And welcome back to Tool Talk Radio, coming to you from the Brown Refrigeration Studios. I'm Joe Thorderson with Thor's Hammer, Carpentry and Wood Turning, here with my buddy Alan Gilbert from Geeky Side TV and our great producer Maximilian behind the glass. You can call or text us at the Big M Roofing and Remodeling Hotline at 901-683-0989. And, of course, we invite you to go over to the Tool Talk Radio Facebook page and give us a like and check out what's going on over there. Send us videos. 
Send us your tragic stories of home improvements gone wrong. Mm, tra- tragedies and triumphs. Yeah, we want we want both, but let's face it, Alan. Yeah, well. <laughs> Some are more entertaining than the other. Well, Alan, uh, this is sort of a, you know, a peek behind the curtain. You, I guess you stopped by Maximilian's house the other day. I did. Max, we want you to weigh in, so tell us what's going on, man. Well, recently, I've been having a real problem with my <laughs> with my dishwasher. For some reason, there's been like an awful smell coming from it. I I didn't know whether or not I had to like replace the thing. But Alan came over and he said, "Oh, it's just a simple fix. You just got to pour some water down the bottom of the system." <laughs> okay. Well, what, tell us what was going on, Alan. So it was like a sewagey smell, right? Like, well, I, well, it's that smell you get like if you ever take the if you if you're replacing the toilet or replacing a, a sink and you smell those sewery fumes coming out right max that was it yeah that's exactly right okay so what what was going on there well you know basically he had a dry line okay and uh we've talked about p traps and things like that uh the one thing most people don't realize with the dishwasher is that it, I, it's actually kind of a funny thing i get a complaint periodically that i don't think my dishwasher works because there's still water in the bottom of it Oh, people they think, like, you know, they it's think supposed it's supposed to be completely dry. It's supposed to pump all the water out. And it's like, no, there actually should be a cup or two of water in the bottom of the dishwasher. A, it's already pre-primed and ready to go for the next round. But it it's a seal. Uh, right. Like we've talked it's about like with the, the P-traps, right? Yeah. That little U-bend in there. That little tiny bit of water actually performs a huge function. It separates air. Sure. Of uh, now, most dishwashers in the mid south are installed into the backside of your garbage disposal. Mm-hmm. So you have a little disposal event, you know, underneath the sink, the little guy that grinds up your stuff. And a a couple of quick words: if you put a bunch of stuff down that, yeah. you also need to leave the water running behind it, even though it's done grinding it up. Yeah, let's so, talk about uh, that because I'm looking at Max behind the curtain. Because Max, <laughs> you and I have have discussed this. Sometimes you're guilty of a few things to do with the uh, with the garbage disposal, right? Yes, I'm also very overzealous about like when I when like with the water situation and the dishwasher. I keep hitting like, oh, drain the water because like, oh, I think there's not supposed to be water down there too. No, <laughs> right. Well, it, again, it's just it's, it, it makes sense that you're thinking there shouldn't be any water in there. Right. Well, yeah. it pumped it all out. I heard the water go sloshing through the sink. Why is there still water in it? Right. Now I don't mean there's two or three inches of water in the bottom of it, but I mean there is uh, there is a little bit of water around the bottom of the trap. Now because it's connected to the garbage disposal. That can create a vacuum. Well, I wanted to talk about that because I don't know that we ever discussed this, Alan, but the garbage disposal is intimately linked with your dishwasher most of the time, right? Well, yeah, because the the exit hose goes into the input on the backside of the garbage disposal. So if your garbage disposal is packed with uh, lettuce and kale and, uh, you know, bits of uh, of carrots, Max, I'm looking at you on that. He, you know, he's told me stories. He he puts it in there and forgets about it and then wonders why fruit flies are breeding down there. Well, yeah. But but that's blocking the exit for the... uh, for the dishwasher you could conceivably yes and you could also back flush things into the dishwasher from there right so when you clear the dispose you know you hit the little switch and the disposer comes on and it begins all of its grinding keep in mind all of that ground up stuff is now pushing down into your pipes yeah so because uh for for all you young homeowners out there or for all you kids that are listening right now you you run the get you you run the water 
Then you run the garbage disposal. And then when you turn the garbage disposal off and let it run another five seconds or so to let the water flush the remnants and kind of fill up. Maybe even I, more. I would, I would say anywhere from five to 30 seconds. Really? That much? Well, it depends on what you put down it. Uh, because you got to flush that stuff through. Well, I'm going to pick on two of my favorite topics. Okay. Uh, that would be pumpkins and rice. <laughs> of max i was waiting for him to make a halloween reference it's it's now august so for alan halloween season's already oh begun. halloween has so begun okay but of it is it is harvest season mm-hmm. so there's a lot of squashes coming in people have discovered like butternut squash and acorn squash and these things and a lot of people peel them yeah and they try to put the peels down the disposal and the next thing you know we're getting a phone call that my drainage line to my sink is blocked up. Oh, yeah. Well, we get there, we pull everything out from underneath your sink, we open up the clean out, and guess what we find? A completely solid blockage of your scrapings <laughs> from the carrots, from the squash, from the pumpkin, from, right. you know, these things are durable. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No. They don't go down easy. No, that's, and, and so there you go, though. Um, Max, you probably thought you had to get a new dishwasher or something, and suddenly you got up. All you need to do is add a couple yeah, of water. And, and two other little things. Uh, I think you have a little tooltip going around about don't flush grease down oh, your drains. Yeah, yeah. I'm also going to throw in don't throw a lot of rice down your drains or pasta. Because rice and That'll... pasta love to expand, mm-hmm. and they will be more than happy to puff up. And give you a nice soft clog. Yeah. So you you feel like a, so you saved Max you know seven or eight hundred bucks or whatever a new yeah, dishwasher. Yeah. Costs. yeah I, all I, well, it was it was he was watching me do this right. And the, the look on his face yeah. was priceless. When I look at it and I come and I hum, hum and I stand up and I take his uh, water glass and just chuck it in the dishwasher and get another glass of water, chuck it in the dishwasher, and I go, all right, you're fixed. You should have tortured him a little longer. You should have uh, said, well, oh, sorry, you know. Max. Uh, you pull pull the, the the console off and take it apart and you go, know, well, I could have said something. It's on the Scotty like, method. You know, you know, the tachyon converter wasn't moving right. the water properly or something. But. Yeah. Well, Max, you had a problem with your refrigerator as well, right? You want to tell us about that? Yeah, I'm not quite sure. Like, it's just been, like, really terrible. Like, it's been... Not blowing out enough cool air and everything. The fridge has just not been... It's just like when I go out to get some, like, my almond milk or whatever. I just can't seem... It just always seems to be just so tepid, like... And then okay. Alan, of course, says, it's like, oh, it's a simple fix. about it, right. So, mm. Alan, uh, once again, you, you bailed him out, right? Uh, vacuum cleaner. Okay, talk yeah. <laughs> to me. I know the answer, but tell us what you're talking I, about of, here. I, you know, in the human home, let's, let's discuss the fact... <laughs> The human home, because you deal with all sorts. You saying I'm not human? The reptile. No, I'm I'm accusing you of being human. Okay. Uh, In the human home, of the number one production of stuff you don't want is the human. Okay. Uh, AKA hair. I resent that. Skin cells. In your case, a lot of skin cells. Yeah. You're not producing that much hair anymore, Joe. Okay. Uh, However, I look at Max and I go. We got a fair amount of hair. Full head of hair. Full, full, full luxurious, you know, hair. Of all of that stuff goes somewhere. Yeah. Now, back in the, you know, 60s and 70s, it was the screen of the television. Mm-hmm. You and I had to clean those things. Oh, that's right. The static electricity. You remember that static, man? Every bit of cat hair, dog hair, anything right. in the house stuck to it. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't have TVs that do that anymore. So it finds other places to accumulate. Sure. Like the coils of anything that moves air. 
Well, there's a little fan back there that keeps that compressor cool. You hear it kick on. Well, when you pull out a refrigerant unit, and you need to do this about once a year, at least once every other year. Well, you, even maybe every six months, depending on if you depending have upon yeah. pets and the number of things in the house. And this is not a serious thing, but taking just the the extension hose on the vacuum cleaner and getting the the fur dust dust bunnies right. and stuff off of that drastically changes the airflow capability of that cooling unit to exchange heat. Yeah, I mean it's fun, and and that's something everybody should know. You um. It, you're thinking, why is the milk not cold? Why is the orange juice, you know, and and why is the why is the freezer not doing its job? Well, it might be the simple fix of you know vacuuming the coils. Well, you should do it anyway. Well, it's, it's like changing out your filters on your air conditioning. Right. Um, okay, guys. Well, you've been pounding that air conditioning pretty good the last couple of months. Guess what? By the end of August, it's probably time to change that filter. Yeah. So once again, uh, simple fixes for seemingly large Very problems. inexpensive, but they can save you a lot of money. Speaking of saving you a lot of money, Alan, how do you mm, like that? I like that one. Yeah. Uh, you may need a new roof on your home. Oh. You may need, you may, it may be time to replace that roof. Wouldn't it be nice if you, uh, if you knew whether or not you have a homeowner's uh, claim? Because a lot of people do, but they might not know that. So uh, the people to call, for one thing, they do top-notch work, uh, call Jay Hill at Big M Roofing. Uh, they are a GAF master elite uh, contractor. These roofing systems, Alan, are unbelievable. They, they come with lifetime transferable warranties, which... I've never heard of that with a roofing system. That's pretty unbelievable. But also, they're 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 five star rated with the Better Business Bureau. They've um they've got the Good Housekeeping Award. But Jay knows whether he he's he was a former insurance agent. Now he's a contractor yep. and he knows his stuff. So get in touch with the good people at uh, Big M Roofing and Remodeling. Uh, you can call you can get in touch on the web BigMRoofingAndRemodeling.com or call Jay directly at 901-484-5645. You're listening to Tool Talk Radio here on News Talk 98.9, The Roar of Memphis. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Tool Talk Radio with Joe and Alan. I'm describing a person, not something complicated like a wooden sailing ship or proper dovetail technique. News Talk 98.9, The Roar of Memphis. And welcome back to Tool Talk Radio, coming to you from the Brown Refrigeration Studio. Words of wisdom from the great Ron Swanson. All right. I'm Joe Thorderson with Doris Hammer, Carpentry and Wood Turning, here with my buddy Alan Gilbert from Geeky Side TV and our pal Maximilian Behind the Glass. You can call or text us at the Big M Roofing and Remodeling Hotline at 901-683-0989 or go to the Tool Talk Radio Facebook page, give us a like, and... Uh, Get in touch with us there and interact and uh, share the Tool Talk experience with everybody you know. So, Ooh. hey, before the break, Alan, I just I want to re uh, we got a little tight on time. I, I was highlighting the great work that the good people at Big, Big M Roofing mm-hmm. and Remodeling do. And just in case you missed it, uh, we want to make sure you uh, know how to get in touch with them. Just go to Big M Roofing and Remodeling dot com or call Jay directly. You want to call Jay because he's funny. You know? well, yeah, he is a trip. Call him at 901-484-5645, or you can call the office. You know, you can always get in touch over there at 901-379-8184. All right, so, Alan, um, we've, we're introducing a new segment here. Um, uh, for lack of it, we're going to just uh, – why don't we just call this We Can Laugh About It Now. Mm. This is your Tool Talk Radio Safety PSAs oh, here. <laughs> 
<laughs> We've been there, Alan. Uh, oh, the how many times, of times. Uh, as a contractor has your life flashed before your eyes? I'm thinking of some of your electrical stories you've told me <laughs> and involving loose wires and aluminum ladders, oh. learning that they actually do conduct electricity. Oh, they do. <laughs> they do very well. <laughs> you know, and almost all of my stories, you know, all involve that well-meaning assistant. Yeah. You know? Well, <laughs> here, let me help. No, 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 really. I got it. Well, we feel like some of these stories, it, it behooves us to not only, you know, to just basically look into our uh, our past history. It, it It's always good to be honest and to purge a little mm. bit and to just give stories that, hey, we live to tell about them and maybe we want to make sure you don't have to go through this. So. No, well, that's true. Alan, I want to tell you, I want to tell our listeners about one, one event I had. This was, oh, probably 15 years ago. Now, in shop class, and big shout out to my shop teacher from high school, Mr. Davitt. Mm. He was great. He taught woodworking. He he knew his stuff. He taught me woodworking for three years. We took auto shop for Mr. Davitt. He's, he's a great dude. I think he's retired now. That would One would hope. Yeah. But Mr. Davitt told us when we were going to refin, you know, because it's time to, you build, we would build projects in our wood wood shop. And there was a, we had a booth for finishing the furniture and it was like dust free and it kind of smelled weird, and you could even you could even spray things, um, and uh, you you could um, finish the furniture. It had a chemically smell because that's where you stained everything. Right. And he told us about the, and he showed us this bin in the corner, and it was a it was like a steel bucket that that's where you threw all the rags at. He goes, right. it's very important to keep the rags in an airtight uh, sealed thing because they can just start on fire. Which we all kind of looked at each other like, yeah, right. Yeah, sure. And he's like, oh, yeah, if you have a pile of oily rags, they can just spontaneously combust. And I guess in theory they could, you know, but we never really believed it. Well, I'll tell you what, Alan, I believed it years (laughs) later. (laughs) When I was... um, when I was uh, refinishing some outside furniture in uh, it for a customer, and it was very dried out, it, it was fully exposed to the sun, and it was kind of you know. So I put on some boiled linseed oil, and uh, you know about uh, boiled linseed oil, right? Nah, we we we've we've met. So it, if so. picture this, it's a ninety degree day, and I'm I'm basically. And it looks great. I'm rubbing on boiled linseed oil, but I've got a pile of rags because you can't, you know, as you're, as you're putting it on, you're also pulling off dust and dirt and you don't want to just keep using the same rag. The rag gets progressively worse. So I threw it into a pile. Now in the back of my mind, I remembered what Mr. Davitt told me. So I threw it on, they had like sort of this gravel, like they had this sort of gravel area. So I didn't just throw it onto the grass or whatever, because I didn't want to kill the grass either. So I threw it onto this pile of gravel and- Lo and behold, I suddenly smell this uh, smoky smell oh. behind me. <laughs> hmm. And sure enough, Mr. Whiff. Davitt was right. This pile of boiled uh, of rags of boiled linseed oil started just started on fire. Yes, it smoked, and then a little a little flame. Luckily, I got I got it put out. I grabbed the garden hose. It wasn't the end of the world. It smelled pretty bad. Yeah, I didn't like the smell. But Alan. That that could have been ugly. What if I was working somewhere? What if I just threw the rag somewhere in a shop, in like my wood shop and went off and got lunch? It could and have been tragic. Well, then your man shed would have been toast. Yeah, we yeah. can laugh about it now, Alan. But let's. It, but I was also curious. Can you tell us why this happens? Because you're the scientist. Why would we, <laughs> a pile of rags just start on fire? What's the science behind this? Welcome to the wonderful world of oxidation. Talk to me. Okay. Of uh, all right. The, everybody is familiar with rust. Yeah. 
All right, that is nice, slow, calm, happy oxidation. Your metal slowly deteriorates. There right. is a there is a chemical process in which we're adding oxygen, and it is slowly rusting. Okay. All right, let's begin to accelerate that time frame. So now we're going to take something nice and porous, like oh, I don't know, cotton. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And now we're going to start adding stuff to that. Oh, I don't know. Let's stay with linseed oil for the fun of it. Right. Which is only massively flammable. So, uh, yeah. You know, I never tried to light linseed oil. Uh, yeah, fire, it, but it, I'm guessing it, it will is. It will burn in an oil lamp just fine. Sure. Yeah, it is yeah. an oil. Right. It is, it is going to react. Of... And now you have applied, oh, I don't know, lots of friction. You want rubbing and doing all this kind of stuff. Well, at this point, you have begun the oxidation of that linseed oil. And it's going to continue to react with the fibers and the oxygen. And when you begin piling them up, now you're concentrating the vapors. Okay, because Alan, I was about to. I'm looking at you on this one too, and I've kept careful notes because I'm thinking this furniture that I was refinishing. I want to say it was that teak. You know, teak is a good outside Ooh, wood. It's beautiful, for, beautiful. And, hard and when wood. you when you put that oil in, boy, does the grain pop out. Yeah. But but a listener is probably yelling at the radio right now, saying, "Well, why doesn't the furniture burst into flames? Why well, is it this pile of rags?" Bursting well, that into is flames? because of the wicking effect of the wood. Okay, you're not, you're, you're not you're you're not concentrating anything everything it's is allowed dissipating. to evaporate it's evaporating there's and plenty of oxygen the and the wood itself is drawing it in down through the pores okay of but what you have over here though is you've already started a reaction in the rag by the actions you've taken and now we're concentrating them we're putting a little weight on them you probably had a nice little sunshine working on it Warming those it was rags hot. up. That's what my other question it, it, is. It is what if it was thirty degrees out? Would that lessen? probably wouldn't have gone? Okay, so the heat, everything combined. You you it. have what's called that perfect storm, right? Of and I'll give you a, I'll give you an even better example uh, for people that like mops, old fashioned mops. Not a lot of them left anymore, but there are a few folks out there. Don't ever put a mop head in a dryer. Oh, okay. I think I can guess. Because you're now going to superheat that wiring that holds all those cotton fibers together, and it can and will spontaneously combust. Is anybody doing that? I mean, I can't. Oh, I've seen it happen. I've actually seen. I have had to yank a flaming mop head out of a dryer. I'm just picturing the mop, the the the. strings and stuff getting caught in the in the barrel like no, just, I, I know it wasn't okay. the best of ideas and yeah. a little common sense applied means you know go hang this thing up of uh, but you know you don't know it, this is one of these just one of these amazing things where if you know it's common sense if you don't know you just don't know who would, who would think of that who well just gonna, yeah a, a, this was a problem with uh, early in the pandemic was stacking too many glove boxes on top of each other oh okay what happens with that well the cardboard begins to crush eventually and now the pressure being applied to the latex gloves that can also spark a spontaneous flame Really? Yes. I never heard that one. So, I um, these are little things you that would probably never happen in normal circumstances, but because that we stacked storm. so much of it on top of each other in just the right place at just the right time, 
it can happen. Wow. Okay. So, um, yeah, it's it's interesting. So, people, if you <laughs> if you're dealing, I'm assuming there's other chemicals that will do this, right, Alan? I mean, what are some Thousands. other households? So, I will confess- any solvent, any anything that you anything that has. We're going to quote. I'm going to put the air bunnies up and go mm-hmm. that smell. Yeah. If it has got a really strong odor, yeah, chances are it can probably it will it, it'll have a side effect you don't want if you make a big pile of it and just leave it alone. Okay, because that that's my next thing, Alan. Because I want to I'm gonna you know I'm gonna admit there's a reason there's two hosts on this show and there's a reason we have guest uh, <laughs> guest experts that come on the show because I don't pretend that that I know everything and you know I know you probably do know everything, Alan. But anyway, <laughs> okay. So what my what I've been doing these days whenever I'm working with a stain or any oil based product like boiled linseed oil, if right. I have a bunch of rags. These days, what I will do is I will, you know, I'll get the rags and then I saturate them maybe with a garden hose and then I lay them out to let them evaporate and then I throw them away. What do you think of that? Or uh, is that? Well, you know, just having the, you know, we all have that extra five gallon bucket lying around doing what we do. Right. You know, you put a little water in the bottom of it. You chuck the rag in there and then you got it, it gets wet. Right. Okay. And, you know, so the the onus is now off of you. Okay. Of, and just little things. Now, if you want to try to wash the rags out or dry them out and reuse them, that's up to you. A lot of the harsher chemicals we use, A, you should be wearing gloves. Yeah. You know, I, this, I do when it's a, necessary. Well, yeah. as a cautionary tale for our listeners, yeah. A, you should be wearing gloves. B, You've probably destroyed that piece of rag. You no, know, I toss them because let the people, that you're not going to. Go. Yeah, yeah, you're not going to. That's why you use. And by the way, t-shirt material is some of the best oh, material for. Wood oh my finishing. gosh, yeah, t-shirts yeah. make amazing staining cloths and everything like that. But so. but t-shirts have some of them may have polyester, which can react yep. to chemicals and they can melt and get funky. So yeah, no, you're going to throw it out. But I just want to be environmentally uh, conscious, and so. And make sure that these these things aren't going to reignite when they're in my garbage can. No, no. <laughs> we, <laughs> the the biggest thing is once the chemical smell has cleared, you're you're generally pretty good. Okay. All right. Awesome. So, but that's my uh, tales of woe. But I I think Alan, this is something that's probably going to become an, an ongoing same our, our tool talk radio safety segments. We can laugh about it now. Yeah. I guess. A lot. <laughs> I, I, I can think of about forty years worth of stories already. So uh, ladders that weren't set mm. properly. Uh, there's all sorts of uh, <laughs> the fact that hammers bounce. Yeah. Oh yeah. And they can skid off of things. So oh, yeah. Man. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, you're you're really making me think about some uh, some old war stories, Alan. Well, speaking of war stories, you're listening to a uh, Tool Talk Radio coming to you from uh, News Talk 98.9, The Roar of Memphis. We're gonna take a quick break, uh, Alan. When we come back. Talk about battle. Talk about a battle zone. We're going to talk about kitchen and bathroom remodels. Oh yeah, what that does to your psyche. And uh, we, we've got an expert coming on, Mike Serafolian with Tri-State Interiors, and uh, it's going to be exciting. We'll see you right then. News Talk ninety-eight nine, the roar of Memphis. Tool Talk Radio with Joe and Alan. And welcome to Hour 2 of Tool Talk Radio, coming to you from the Brown Refrigeration Studios. I'm Joe Thorderson with Thor's Hammer, Carpentry, and Woodturning, here with my buddy Alan Gilbert from Geeky Side TV, and behind the glass, our pal Maximilian, uh, taking care of business and actually bringing up some pretty good stuff earlier in the show, talking about uh, 
refrigerator coils, talking about a sewage smell coming out of his dishwasher. <laughs> he thought he was going to be spending hundreds or maybe thousands of dollars in uh, repairs or getting a new appliance. And Alan, you saved the day with basically free repairs. Uh, yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to cost him a meal in here somewhere. Yeah, you owe him a steak dinner, Max. So, but uh, and if so, if you missed any of our uh, any any of the show, never fear. Alan will be posting the shows uh, shortly mm-hmm. once we uh, once we are off the air. We they're saved for the ages, people. So. Indeed. And also, uh, we remind you, if you uh, want to get over to our Facebook page, uh, check out everything we post. Um, you know, we've, we've got the must-have item of the week. But we want what you want. You know, we want to see what you're up to. So send us messages, send us pictures, send us videos of all your home improvement uh, trials and travails. So <laughs> speaking of trials and travails, Alan, shortly we're going to have our buddy Mike Serifolian in from uh, Tri-State Interiors because we're this is the biggie. The kitchen and bathroom remodel and... is the... I mean, that's that'll test your metal. But honestly, it's also the best way to improve. It's the best way to improve the value of your home, especially a, a correctly done kitchen remodel. Well, you know, they are the focal points of the home. Right. You know, a bedroom is a bedroom. Uh, and that can be nice. Don't get me wrong. But a bedroom is a blank canvas. Basically. A bedroom is a big, a big rectangular or square box, and it's got another little box attached to it for a closet. Mm-hmm. And you know, you're about done. It, it's not a utilitarian area. Yeah. Of now, if you're if you've got a workshop, you know that's a utilitarian area. It's really designed for a function. Right. Now, when we say that, I'm going to pick on. I'm going to take those words utilitarian function. And I'm going to apply that to bathrooms and kitchens. Well, they're functional and they got to be decorative too, Alan. Well, and that's the whole secret. But they, number one, they must be functional. Right. Because, man, are there some house designs out there that are dysfunctional. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes you can get a really good deal on a house. And you, you you see this on TV all the time. The homeowner walks in and they go, yeah, yeah, we can get this house really cheap. And I mean, first words out of their mouths are, oh no, we got to redo the kitchen and the bathroom. We got to redo those. Yeah. yeah. You know, 1962 called and wants its bathroom back. Right. You know, so um, you really, you kind of, and this is where we're going to bring up one of our old standards and go admit your lifestyle (laughs) before you do this. I mean, really, I mean, you got a house full of kids yeah. or are you empty nesters? Uh, do you entertain a lot? What really, what is the function and purpose of these rooms? Well, there's a lot of other factors, too, because it's like uh, how much, uh, you know, you say, are you empty nesters? Well, being an empty nester also means you might not be in this house. You you may have more house than you need, so you may be moving in a few exactly. years. So you got to think about what is the next person going to going to think of all this so oh, well, you know, you know I, I walked in one house one time and they had just said well you know you're you're around all of this in the business so come by the house and figure out why it's not selling right now this was yeah 10 years ago and you, you walked in and as you walked in literally walked in here was her doll collection <laughs> thousands of dolls down the entryway hallway. So as you opened the door, you had about 50 sets of eyes staring at you. All right, Alan, is this the twilight zone? That's what that's. Oh, my, you, you I know needed, you travel in weird circles, Alan. But you but needed theme music when this door opened. <laughs> 
you needed Rod Serling going and welcome to this house. Yeah. And it was and you're like, well, you know, I might have an idea why nobody's buying your house. You're freaking them out when they come in the door. All right, this sounds like a staging situation. It, this is where we got to talk to our buddies at a Weikert Realtor. Oh right? my gosh. Yeah. And okay. uh, but I mean, this was just the hallway. Yeah. And then you got to the bathroom and there's like the um scene from King Kong on the shower curtain and the weird potted I mean there were so many plants in this bathroom uh, you expected to hear like you know tropical frogs at any moment to, <laughs> for those who don't know by the way Alan does you know we don't talk about this much but Alan you you uh, write books about vampires and monsters <laughs> and and uh, ghosts and things like that and I do TV it's shows becoming about very them. evident because people are like why is Alan going to places like this and to me it makes perfect sense but I just feel like oh, uh, I need this to wasn't everybody. even for this was just like somebody goes come in and look at the house and you walk in and you go oh I see some of the problems we got, you know okay the average <laughs> home buyer is looking for their bathroom okay. not your bathroom okay awesome so that's the kind of stuff you can look forward to in the, in our discussion when uh, mike serifolian shows up this is going to be this is going to be interesting speaking of interesting alan before we go to break what's going on with geeky side tv this week well uh we've got a variety of shows out there and i'm going to bring up under review okay um a very a very humorous look at will getting kidnapped by a mad scientist and made to watch bad movies it sounds a lot like a mystery science theater. It sounds amazingly like that. Are they going to get sued? I no, mean, that sounds... no, it's a little different. Okay, but There's no I, robots is, involved it, with this. So. No, no, just some stuffed toys that talk. Okay, all right. Well, there's a lot of <laughs> weird content on there. A lot of interesting content. Oh yeah, it, it's a surprise in every uh, in every click. So, how do people check out Geeky Side? All TV? they need to do is go to geekysidetv.com, or they can find us on Roku. Fire Stick and Apple TV. And if you're a weird uh, content creator and uh, you want to become famous, Alan will hook you up. I, I might need to talk to you. All right. Well, we need to talk to you, but uh, not right now because we're going to break. Mm. You're listening to Tool Talk Radio here on News Talk 98.9 The Roar of Memphis. We're going to take a quick break and uh, come back and talk a little bit more about kitchen and bathroom remodeling. Tool Talk Radio with Joe and Alan. I made my first chair when I was five, but the quality of the wood was wanting. News Talk 98.9, the roar of Memphis. And welcome back to Tool Talk Radio, coming to you from the Brown Refrigeration Studios. I'm Joe Thorderson with Thoris Hammer, Carpentry and Wood Turning, here with my buddy Alan Gilbert from Geeky Side TV. You can call or text us at the Big M Roofing and Remodeling Hotline at 901-683-0989 or uh, go to the Tool Talk Radio Facebook page and uh, give us a like, check us out over there. So uh, speaking of Ron Swanson coming in, you know, mm. well, there's 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 no end to the words of wisdom he can he can <laughs> offer. And I will say this, uh, Nick Offerman, who plays Ron Swanson, is a legit woodworker. Yeah. People, he doesn't just play one on TV. He really is... Uh, if you want to see something interesting, go to his. Uh, there's there's videos. He's got his own wood shop. It's pretty impressive. He's got a whole entourage of woodworkers, and they make things. You can actually buy a table made by uh, Nick Offerman. Mm. I don't know what they cost. They're probably not cheap, but uh, I, I would imagine not. Yeah, but. or a boat. Like uh, I mean, he he makes he makes stuff. I mean, well, I, I some of the best furniture I've ever seen that came uh, out of a handmade shop was uh, from Jimmy Carter. 
Oh, he he works with his hands. Oh yeah. my gosh, such beautiful furniture that man could create. Speaking so. of uh, speaking of woodworking, Alan, I want to make sure uh, people know we've we have not forgotten our lumber updates. Um, and just my anecdotal reporting, the lumber prices continue to go down. Thank goodness. I'm building a uh, patio cover right now, Alan, and uh, I was just pleased to see that even plywood is coming down because we talked yep. about that a few weeks ago. How um, plywood it's processed obviously different and you're dealing with maybe four or five different you know different manufacturers or different uh components because there's gluing right. there's processing so well this, everything's the, coming the, down yeah. thank goodness well and i actually did a little quick check last night on pressure treated lumber right one of the projects i'm working on i need i need quite a bit and uh thank goodness the the suppliers on that are are getting caught up on their orders. Right. Yeah. So it's so it's good. It's about news. a ninety day cycle, people. So um, if you need something right now and it's not really available, take a deep breath. Give yourself about a month or two. Uh, chances are it is cycling back up as we as everybody gets caught up to Wait, us. Wait, cycling back up. What do you mean? I thought we wanted to go down. Well, I mean the actual production is cycling back up. Logistics, the stuff's getting delivered. So, yeah, uh, you got to look at everything. Everything we do, especially in the lumber industry and all that, you're looking at about a 90 day cycle from. Okay, here are the trees that we're ready to get. Yeah, and you know by the time it shows up at your lumber yard, uh, can be anywhere from a couple of days. To in like the case of pressure treated lumber or any specialty lumber, yeah, your plywoods and that kind of stuff, it could be up to ninety days later. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, but that, but thank goodness it is making its way back down. But um, hopefully, um, you know, hopefully, like you said, the forest fires, these hurricanes, all these things. It's we just got to keep an eye. It's like okay, everybody, the everybody, settle down for a little bit. We'll be all right, you know. So, so and so, but but you know, by the way, and if you do need a deck or a pergola or a patio cover or a fence or really anything made out of the uh, out of wood for the outside of your home, give me a call at 901-921-7105 or visit our uh, easy to remember website thorshomes.com. dot com. Mm-hmm. And I also want to remind people because uh, shortly we're going to bring. Uh, one of our new team members, Mike Serafoli, right. in from Tri-State Interiors. We're looking to assemble, like we said, the Justice League of Home Improvement. So um, we, we, basically, we want to get experts in all fields of home improvement to become a regular part of Tool Talk Radio. Alan is cyborg because we're doing the Justice League. <laughs> I, cl- I call Batman. I call dibs on that. We're calling uh, we're calling Weikert Realtors since they're quick, easy, and fun. They're the Flash. Mm. Um, Al, uh, I've decided Max Million is going to be Aquaman because he's behind the glass. He's sort of in his own world. We kind of have him in the aquarium <laughs> over there. Yeah, I work in a fishbowl. <laughs> he's in a fishbowl, so you're you're Aquaman. So if you want to jump in, uh, Larry Brown's Superman. Oh, definitely. Mike Serifolian hasn't claimed anything yet. I don't know what he wants. I don't know. We'll figure it out. We're, we'll, we'll I'm figure looking it out. at him through the glass over there. But so. if you think you have what it takes to join our uh, list of experts in the uh, Justice League of Home Improvement, give me a call directly at 901-921-7105. So, well, Alan, one more piece of business before we uh, before we visit with our friend Mike. Um, we, we were talking earlier about... Um, we were talking earlier about simple fixes that can seem um, that can seem uh, daunting, right? But they're a simple fix, such as the, you were talking about uh, keeping water in the pipes so that you don't get a sewer smell coming out of your dishwasher. Well, or uh, I had another one on the list okay. here. Well. So um, you may have you're like, where did that leak come from? Why is water rushing down the side 
of inside of my sheetrock. Well, you might have dirty gutters, right, Alan? Uh, they can back up very easily, and that water is going to go someplace. Right, gutters. We we've said, and and I've had my I've had my words about gutters, and it's not that I'm anti gutter. It's more that I'm anti. Don't put gutters up and just think that they're going to take care of themselves. Yeah, no, they no. are a maintenance. They're an ongoing. They they're an ongoing project. Of uh, another one is you know I always love you know for uh, people that had a lot of children and stuff the downstairs shower. Right. It gets forgotten after a while, and then, you know, you walk downstairs, and you got that funny smell. Guys, just turn the water back on, flush the toilet, run the sink, and make sure that you've got, you know, make sure that those little water traps are actually have water in them. Right. And that will save you a lot of strange, you know, strange odors. Right. Another one I like to throw out there is if you are seeing an unusual amount of critters, getting in your house right it might be time to check those door seals oh talk to me well you know this time of year everybody's kind of like oh my god my house got crickets or heaven help i saw a spider or something like that and uh you know it's as simple as you know a a little bit of foam stripping right maybe missing or torn off or the dog got hold of it but now you've got a gap that the outside world can see you through yeah and the little guy is outside it's but it's we're almost to fall they're ready to start moving back in with us i'm ashamed to say alan one time in my kitchen we uh it was raining really really hard and, mm-hmm. it, and we had a couple of worms crawl in under the door <laughs> <laughs> what's up with that so uh, that's if if you leave it open they're going to come in and visit with you Okay. Well, speaking of worms coming in the door, no, that's not a segue at all. I'm kidding, Mike. So, <laughs> well, that's you can't waste good material. Yeah, well, our buddy, our buddy Mike Serifolian finally got here. I guess you were stuck in traffic, sir. Cause, yeah, yeah. So Welcome to Memphis. <laughs> okay. But anyway, hey, Mike, you run Tri-State Interiors. We met you back. Actually, we met you back at the home show of the uh, Mid South uh, back in April. But we got to talking, and uh, I feel like you and I are kindred spirits in a sense because I feel like we share a similar business philosophy. So um, we're going to talk about tri-state interiors and about um, kitchen and bathroom remodeling. And and what I mean by that is, Alan, my focus with uh, my customers is on craftsmanship, right? Well, I but you know I want to provide them with the best the best craftsmanship possible, but also because I keep my overhead low. They save a lot of money. I'm just mm-hmm. going to be honest when they work with me. And when I talk, when we got talking to Mike, it sounds like a similar situation. Right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 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 We, uh, you know, we, we don't cut corners quality wise. Right. We just do what we can to keep the overhead down um, and pass that savings along to our customers. Um, you know, for example, uh, you know, one, one big question that I get asked at the home show is, well, where's your showroom? Right. Well, you know, we, we don't, necessarily have a showroom you know we have there's a there's a warehouse that you know you know we can take you to and you pick out your granite uh for your countertops your quartz for your uh kitchen or bathroom countertops um but you know as far as you know a central office location with a big grandiose uh showroom you know we we don't have that and it's it's what a lot of people don't understand is you know if i spend a hundred thousand dollars on a showroom you know, and have all these kitchen mock-ups and, you know, make it look really nice, I have to pay for that somehow. And so, you know, it, it ended up 
it ends up being the customer that pays for that. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a sort of, you know, that's, that's the philosophy I like. That's just sound business, Alan. I mean, you know, keep, well, keeping yeah, your for, overhead low. For you a lot of the commercial the stuff I do, you, you, you can't have a showroom for a lot of the stuff I do. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I agree completely. The big thing is of being able to work with your client and get their 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 image or what they think they need yeah their vision right yeah. you know what is that end product supposed to look like yeah exactly yeah and that's and and one thing that we do offer is you know uh we have we have software that you know say you say joe calls me right. and uh mike i want a kitchen remodel so i go out and i take measurements and we talk to you know him and his wife about what uh what they want and they you know say they have pictures from you know google right. or instagram or whatever um i can go back and i can put you know i can build that kitchen in this in this cad program and put joe in the kitchen so he can see a 360 <laughs> oh, i didn't know that yeah. i knew you could do i knew there's a lot of software out there i didn't know i could get immersed in it yeah That's it's cool, it's man. it's a 363 or 360 degree i'm sorry uh rendering you know you can look up down right. All the way around. Yeah, I mean, and that's the stuff to focus on, Alan. And let's face it, these days, um, it, technology is making things cheaper and more efficient in a lot of ways. But yeah, you still have to be a craftsman in this, and so that seems that's that's your focus, right? So I mean, exactly, exactly. Okay, so um, so those are the kind of things we're gonna unpack. And let's face it, Mike, uh, one of the things too we wanted to talk to you about. We we here at Tool Talk Radio believe that. Uh, our years of um, working in home improvement and uh, you know, there's emotions involved. You're dealing a kitchen remodel will test a family. <laughs> they will test a, a couple. And so you probably got some uh, stories, but so you got to be a specific personality to get into this game. And um, it, it goes beyond just knowing how to install cabinets and countertops. Yeah. Now, you you now gotta have some referee skills. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. So speaking of uh, skills and uh, refereeing violence, you're listening to tool talk radio <laughs> coming to you from news talk, 98, nine, the roar of Memphis. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to continue to talk to our buddy, Mike Serifolian from tri-state interiors. Tool Talk Radio with Joe and Alan. Salt water will warp the wood, so keep your tears in your eyes where they belong. News Talk <laughs> 98.9, the roar of Memphis. Yeah, Alan, quit crying over there. And welcome back to Tool Talk Radio, coming to you from the Brown Refrigeration Studios. I'm Joe Thorderson with Thoris Hammer, Carpentry and Woodturning, here with my buddy Alan Gilbert from Geeky Side TV and our pal Mike Serifolian from Tri-State Interiors. Uh, you can call or text us at the Big M Roofing and Remodeling Hotline at 901-683-0989. Or, of course, you can go to the uh, Tool Talk Radio Facebook page and give us a like, share our uh, share our page, right, Alan? Mm, Tell everybody about Tool Talk and send us, uh, send us your pictures, videos, stories of um, home improvements either gone wrong or gone right or <laughs> hey or your favorite tools. You know, we have we have a uh, segments here called Tool Tales. We all get attached to our tools. Oh, I tell you what, I love discovering antique tools. Oh, they're fun. Yeah. You know, so if you know if you got you got that little pile out there left over from grandma grandpa out there, uh snap a picture. Those are great. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so, uh, okay, so, Mike, we've been talking, you know, because you're, you are, you deal with uh, 
kitchen and bathroom remodeling. And uh, but the, you know, Tri-State Interiors deals with you know you can do the high-end kitchen remodels or you know maybe um, lesser expensive treatments. Sometimes people yeah. just need an upgrade. So don't so you you deal with all budgets. But uh, what I was gonna say is. You know, these days, if you go to get a, an estimate, let's just suppose you want your kitchen remodeled. I mean, if you call three or four companies, the difference in price can be thousands or even tens of thousands of dollars of difference. So, oh yeah, let's yeah. talk about that. So, yeah, I mean, you know, it's I was uh, I was talking to somebody uh, two days ago, and uh, they said, you know, that they that they know they have knowledge of another kitchen contractor, kitchen remodeling contractor. And he said, you know, with their with their showroom and all the overhead that they have, yeah. Um, he said, you you go in there, you're spending at least forty thousand dollars, right? And you know, so what we do is we 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 try to keep down on that overhead. Um, you know, we don't have a we don't have a big fancy showroom. That's not to say that you can't see everything because there are um, other showrooms that can take you throughout the city that you know. You can go pick mm -hmm. out anything that you need or anything Your that you flooring, want. You go to the flooring source. You go to the cabinet source. You go to yeah. Well, one one thing that we that we that we do um, is we buy direct from the manufacturer as often as we possibly can. Um, you know, so say you want a tile floor, I'm not going to take you to, you know, the tile store. We're going to go to, um, yeah the the manufacturer's showroom down on on shelby drive and you're going to see everything that they have in their catalog and you can pick it out from them and then it cuts out that that markup and that overhead from the from the middleman of the of the tile store the foreign store you know whatever i think too uh alan with online shopping and people i think people are more hip <laughs> to this stuff these days they're like why am i why don't i just get this directly from because a lot of times you can order you can order a t-shirt you can order your your books i ordered a cubs jersey the other day alan <laughs> i got i got a 150 dollar cubs jersey for 29 dollars. but we'll talk about that again but uh, but i think mike people are probably cubs. more receptive to this notion these days right because oh, yeah. Yeah. why spend thousands and thousands of dollars more for that for that markup you know okay so this is where i look at everybody and go here's my favorite question so we're in the business right so what is the one thing you wish people had the best knowledge of or really had a grip on before they called you? Budget. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, I'm, I'm going to leap on that and go, amen. <laughs> Do not be afraid of telling your contractor what the budget is. Exactly. Well, and, and I don't know about you, Mike, but these days that's that's – pretty much the first conversation I have because like for example if I'm if I'm building a a patio cover or a screened in porch for somebody I want to make sure that we're on the same page as far as that goes and then and then once they say this is sort of the the budget I, w I don't want to exceed this then it's like okay well here now we can talk about all the options we can do right it, so yeah exactly and it's and you don't it, waste their time so. yeah and and you know it's it's just good information to have for for the reason and and I I, I want to say I don't lead with how much do you want to spend that's not my first question right but it's it's just good information to have because you know for example if we're talking about countertops the the pricing um, varies greatly dependent on the material mm -hmm. and I would hate to send to not send but to show somebody 
you know, this high-end quartz, you know, slab that they absolutely love. And then, you know, like we were talking about during the break, you know, what, uh, what they wanted to spend on the whole remodel is the price of doing those, those countertops in that, in that high-end quartz. Yeah. And, and a kitchen and bathroom remodel too. There's so many moving pieces because you might, you might be, you might take them to the warehouse or you might take them to the uh, manufacturer and you're looking, you're looking at two pieces of flooring or two, you know, a uh, uh, countertop material side by side. And you're like, why is this one twice as much as the other one? Like mm-hmm. you, you need mm-hmm. to walk them through that. And some people may want to, okay, we're going to go a little heavier. We're going to, we're going to lean heavier on our cabinets and we're going to downplay maybe these other features. Cause you, there's just so many yeah. moving parts. Yeah. You know? When, you know, when you're working with the budget, I can, you know, I can say, okay, here's where we are. Here's where, you know, I think we can, you know, we can, skim some off and and you know but when you're working with the budget you can sit down and you can go okay what let's prioritize what we absolutely Mm. want yeah that's where you know really understanding the final goal of the remodel yeah and and a lot of people like well i just want it to look better or it just needs to be updated that's not a final goal A, a final goal is you know do you entertain how many people are cooking in this kitchen how many people live in this house um, how big a refrigerator are we going to need of, there's just so many things. And obviously Joe's about to laugh and go, well, Alan's very food oriented. Oh no. Alan, but, uh, the kitchen remodel is a uh, near and dear to Alan's heart. Oh, so, okay. it, it is. You know, it is, it can make such a difference to your home. Well, Mike, I, the other thing too, that, that somebody like you can provide, which is always useful. It's, it's, um, getting people to look at things in a new way they may not realize you know what that little wall right there can be moved you can take mm-hmm. this wall out and suddenly mm-hmm. you might double your kitchen size or yeah. or by reconfiguring things you're moving the sink over here so that's the kind of stuff that's really useful especially with that computer software you're talking about yeah and it's um you know that that's one of the big advantages of you know remodeling a kitchen or a bathroom and and, and i'd just like to say you know if you call me and you know we want our house painted. We want four done throughout. I'm not going to say no, but you know, kitchen and bathroom is where you get the most return on your investment. Um, and so that's what, that's what mm-hmm. we focus on. But with one of the advantages of doing a remodel, a kitchen or bathroom remodel is the increased functionality of the kitchen and, and the increased, um, you know, safety of the kitchen, more, more, uh, efficient, you know, movement through the kitchen being, you know, allowing for more efficient movement, um, throughout the kitchen when you're, when you're working in there. And, uh, Alan, to your point, um, you know, you got to really take into consideration, what do you use this kitchen for? If it's, if you don't cook and you just want a nice looking show kitchen, you're probably fine putting in marble. But if you are in there and you have three kids, a dog, a cat, right. <laughs> and you're cooking every single day, yeah, don't do marble, right? right. <laughs> well, but see, those are the, that's the kind of knowledge and that sort of expertise you need through there. And honestly, the other thing, Mike, I'm, I okay, I like I said, I feel like you and I have a very similar business philosophy in the way we operate. And when I when I, I've I've heard from my customers that they enjoy the fact that. The project might evolve as we go, and they like the fact that they're dealing directly with me because I'm the one actually installing this, and I'm actually getting my hands dirty. We've seen you come into the to the radio station <laughs> in your work clothes, and you're yep. you're out there 
you know, in the trenches doing this. So exactly. I exactly. think people appreciate that. Hey, we haven't told people how to get in touch with uh, Tri-State Interiors. How do they do that? Uh, they can go to our website, www.tristateinteriors, that's plural with an S, LLC.com. Okay. Um, or they, and they can request an estimate on there. There's, you know, pictures um, so they can get ideas or, or see previous work that we've done. Um, or they can, you know, they can email me, Mike at Tristate Interiors llc.com or they can uh, they can call 901-409-1333 absolutely so yeah and um you know like we say you deal with all all types and um the kitchen remodel is a big deal alan so we uh <laughs> and a bathroom remodel depending on the situation but i'd say the kitchen is ground zero because most people only have one kitchen oh and well we're going to talk <laughs> when we come back we're going to talk about that era of time where houses for some reason, builders didn't believe in bathrooms and kitchens. Yeah. yeah. It was scary. There, yeah, there's, yeah. A, there, there's a whole era. Well, we believe in them today. <laughs> You're listening to Tool Talk Radio coming to you from News Talk 98.9, the roar of Memphis. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to talk more about kitchen and bathroom adventures. Tool Talk Radio with Joe and Alan. There's something occluding your ear. It's sawdust. Just blow News Talk 98.9, the roar of Memphis. And welcome back to Tool Talk Radio, coming to you from the Brown Refrigeration Studios. I'm Joe Thorderson with Doris Hammer, Carpentry and Wood Turning. Here with my buddy Alan Gilbert from Geeky Side TV, who definitely has a lot of sawdust in his ears. And our pal Mike Serifolian from Tri-State Interiors. You can uh, reach us if you give us a quick call at... Uh, the Big M Roofing and Remodeling Hotline at 901-683-0989 or go to the uh, Tool Talk Radio Facebook page and give us a like. Uh, Mike, we've been talking to you about kitchen and bathroom remodeling, um, and we're going to jump back to that. But, Alan, before we do, I would be remiss if I didn't remind people about the good, uh, our friends over at Weikert Realtors Benchmark. Okay, they're a riot over there. It's a real estate company. You'd think it's more of like, a, I don't know what, like they're party organizers or something. It's fun. <laughs> Quick, easy, and fun. That's yes. what they go for. Why should selling your home be a nightmare and or buying or selling a home? And they do it all. They're, the, the great thing about them, for one thing, they've been in the business forever. Rick Bowman, he's he's seen it all. He's been there, done that. He can weather every storm. Kelly Cruz, she's a riot. She's over there. They got a, they got a pretty cool entourage of... Uh, People, but also they can get you um, qualified, financed, and underwritten all in the same place. So when you go to buy it, buy or sell your home, you're going. It's a one-stop shop. It's fun, you know, and it it really smooths out the process. And they're very dynamic, out of the box thinkers, which we like. And they'll be the first ones to tell you what two rooms to remodel to increase the value of your home. Absolutely, because so, as they said, you gotta you gotta win the battle these days. Oh yeah, absolutely. So get in touch with them, and they have a super easy to remember phone number. I guarantee everybody can remember this number: nine zero one two zero two two thousand. How much easier do you get? Uh, it's pretty good. Weikert Realtors Benchmark. Check them out, and uh, you're, you'll have fun. And, and when you get there, tell them you want to play a game of foosball, ping pong. <laughs> uh, they, I think they have a, one of those basketball things, too, So and, oh, a, and yeah, a nice cool. kitchen. Mike, I don't know, uh, but we've been talking about kitchen and bathroom remodeling. It's a big deal, um, and... Um, you you know obviously one of the goals here is it, it does involve a certain level of inconvenience and mm -hmm. when you're dealing with somebody that's actually working on the kitchen there's a peace of mind for that you keep your overhead low you're actually swinging the hammer 
you know, on a mm-hmm. lot of these things. So what, what sort of things do you do to kind of make it easier on people? Uh, well, you know, the, the first thing is we, you know, so we come together, okay, contract is signed, materials are ordered. We don't tear out anything until all the materials are there. Boom. Amen, brother. Huh. Oh Alan, my gosh. I, I, yeah. I don't, I'm not going to mention names, but I, Mike, I've been on jobs where they say, well, you know, the kitchen's dis- dismantled and it's like, well, we're waiting on this one component. Well, yeah. why are you waiting? On, why didn't you have that ready to go? And it, it could be weeks of inconvenience like that. Yeah. So yeah. that's a big deal. Don't undersell that. No, it, it, I mean, it's, and it's, we've all heard horror stories about, you know, well, this, this contractor came and he was going to do the kitchen remodel and he tore it out. And then, you know, thing X, Y, Z happened and I've been without a kitchen for three months. Yeah. Um, I was talking to somebody yesterday and they, uh, they were telling me a story about when they were a kid, their parents wanted a kitchen remodel. It took six months. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, but you know, other stuff that we do, um, to, to limit the inconveniences, you know, it's, we, uh, we'll hang plastic if we're doing, you know, major stuff like tearing out, uh, right. up far down or, or, you know, something like that. Um, and that just, you know, helps limit the amount of dust that spreads throughout the house. It's, it's not a perfect system. You know, there's always going to be a little bit here and there. Right. But, but it makes a big difference. Though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It makes a big difference, you know, cause that, cause you know, you start sanding drywall or you know, mudding or whatever. And that, that particulate stays in the air for a while. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and, and you know, what's cool about some of these plastics, Alan, is these days they've got the, the nifty zipper that's on there. You, you tape off from floor to ceiling, oh, yeah. you seal it off. And then it's like, it reminds me of that movie ET when uh, they had to seal <laughs> off ET from the, bear, you know, <laughs> from uh, whatever, but uh, it's, but that's a big deal. And, you know, I'm really zeroed in on the the notion of getting everything done before you just start dismantling stuff, mm-hmm. because that's a big deal. That that's definitely cuts down on the uh, on the turnaround as well. So, I mean. well, you know, when you start looking at this, and this is going to be like again the expectations of meeting with the client and that type of thing, and looking at them in the eye and going, okay, are you ready for the next six weeks of your life? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it, it's it's amazing. Well, we'll pick on a bathroom remodel. So let's say your house has an upstairs bathroom and a downstairs bathroom. And, well, it's time the downstairs bathroom was destroyed. You know, we're, we're four kids off to college. And, you know, let's face it, the bathroom needs to be rescued at this point. It is shocking how little you thought about that bathroom. But now it is completely on your mind right. the whole time it's disassembled. Yeah, yeah. Because you just didn't realize how many times a day or week you might have stopped by there or, you know, that's yeah was an easy stop in that. Now you got to go all the way upstairs. and you know. So, I mean, it's just minor stuff, but it, it's something you got to be mentally prepared for. Well, is that is that kind of what you do, Mike? Because I'm thinking, you know, if people have information, they can prepare, right? If you say, yes. hey, look, you're not going to be cooking for the next three weeks. Yes, yes. They set up a little temporary kitchen, maybe somewhere, right? Or, yeah, I mean, it's I've there's um and I Alan, I'd just like to touch on your point. Sometimes I am a part time marriage counselor. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, mm, it's more but, than part time. Some I mean, some of these jobs. Oh yeah, me. yeah, yeah. More than more than part time occasionally, but um, no, you know, most most couples, most families, um, that 
that say, yeah, we want a kitchen remodel. You know, there's there's some understanding there, and, and we do what we can to to give them the expectation of this is this is our game plan. We're not going to tear out anything until we have all the materials. But for what you're wanting, this is what we're expecting, right? Yeah. Lengthwise, you know, time wise, um, you know, there are hiccups in there. Um, say if you had plumbing moved and code enforcement right. can't come out for three days. Yeah. We might get a Which little is behind. beyond your control. But yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, what, what a lot of people do is, you know, I've had people tell me that they're washing their plates in their bathtub and they're using <laughs> the microwave and, you know. Um, or they just get the disposable, you know, plates yeah. and nuts yeah, and stuff. So. Yep. Yeah, yeah, so I mean, forewarned is forearmed. I, yeah, I've had I had a I had a, a customer Mike where they um the kid she thought this kitchen remodel was the greatest thing ever because it was like camping out every night. So <laughs> oh, yeah. if you can use child psychology to your advantage, like that she she was sort of disappointed when they went back to sitting at the dinner table. But you know, my mom was a was a psych major at U of M, and so she she definitely did that stuff on me. Uh, when I was a kid, <laughs> she's like, you know, reverse psychology all the time. Yeah. That's how she tricked me to do it. It makes a, it makes a big difference. And I mean, and so the, the fact that, that, that they can get in touch with you, the fact that you're on hand, the fact that you've got the materials ordered. And, uh, I want to speak about that because you told us something off the air that I thought was pretty interesting because there's any number of places you can get your materials, but you said, uh, sometimes you can get these all from Tennessee, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, obviously, there's manufacturers everywhere, you know, throughout the country, through, you know, internationally. But um, we can, if you if you go with the right stuff, you can potentially have a kitchen that's all made in Tennessee. Cool. Um, the cabinets, you know, come from, uh, from Bulls Gap, Tennessee, over by Morristown in East Tennessee. Mm-hmm. I've actually been there, yeah. Buck Snort. Uh, no, actually, it's further. It's uh, it's, 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 it's north of Knoxville. Yeah. Okay. Um, but uh, almost North Carolina. Yeah. yeah. But you know, it's um, uh, Dow Tile has a plant in Dixon, Tennessee, that they make tile and, and quartz countertops, and and then you know Delta is up in Jackson. So that's that's kind of cool. Yeah. Keeping it local. Uh, it says such. It says so much for our state. Yeah, Tennessee is a great state. And, Alan, I, you know, like I said, I've lived in uh, Southern California, Illinois. I've lived in Arizona. And I'm, I'm telling you, Tennessee is a great place to – it's a great place to live. So, Oh, yeah. No no, no income tax – or no state tax for one thing. Well, no just, state just, income tax. Yeah, I'm yeah. just kind of going, all right, that's just very cool that, you know uh, – and, and when we're talking about limiting your choices to just what's available, we're not really limiting them that much. These are yeah. amazing products. Well, that's just if you want to go that route, right? I mean, you right. got sources everywhere. Right? Yeah, exactly. And it's, you know, it's, you're not limiting it because these are, you know, well-known established, established brands with large, you know, uh, large catalogs. Like, mm. for example, Dow Tile, you think of a shower. Right. What do you think of? Cultured marble and tile. Right. Right. Dow Tile makes large format porcelain tile. It's the same size as like a slab of granite. And it just goes in like a wall panel. You don't have to worry about oh, cleaning that the grout. So nice. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You don't. You don't have to worry about sealing grout or cleaning grout or any of that stuff. Well, you know the other thing too, Mike. Um, with with a kitchen remodel these days, because I, I am thinking about what you guys said earlier about how 
in the old days, back in the, I don't know, 40s or 50s, you had these shotgun kitchens or something. The, the kitchen is much more of a show place now. And in fact, it's sort of the central hub of the house. A lot of people have, uh, they've taken out walls where the kitchen is sort of connected to the den and it's connected to the dining room or something. So it's got to be kind of fun to design that stuff, especially if you're going from like an old design and suddenly you're mm. opening this thing up and it, it you get to be creative, right? So I mean, oh, yeah. it's got to yeah. be an exciting point for people. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, I, uh, my, my grandpa was, my grandpa was an engineer. Yeah. Um, he worked for a few different places, um, around Memphis here, but, uh, I wanted to be an engineer and it just, it didn't really work out for me. Um, but designing kitchens and bathrooms it's a lot like engineering yeah. you know because here's here's the footprint of the space of the room here's what the customer wants here's the budget you know so i have the constraints and what <laughs> what they want and it's okay mike figure out how this is going to work yeah it's kind of cool and, and 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 there's so many different options there's just and and i like that it, it involves creative thinking and it's just um and i like the fact that the homeowners have a hand in you know they have a stake in it but they also have a hand in the creative process which is cool so hey mike but we're, we're super happy to welcome you to the uh, tool talk radio team and uh, we haven't decided what character you know we, we were going for the justice league of home improvement uh alan is cyborg we we'll have to work on yours i don't know maybe yeah. hawkman or something but something. hey before more importantly how do people get in touch at, uh, with tri-state interior so uh they can uh, they can call 901-409-1333 they can email me at Mike at Tri-State Interiors. That's plural with an S. Uh, LLC.com. Or the website is www.tristateinteriorsllc.com. Okay. And you can request an estimate from there and we'll go from there. Okay. Awesome. And give them a call at 901-409-1333. Is that right? Well, yep. too late. I gave it out. So anyway, <laughs> another action-packed and down-to-the-wire episode of Tool Talk Radio is in the can, but it's time to get out of here. So Mike, it's been great having you here. So uh, on behalf of my buddy, Alan Gilbreth, I'm Joe Thorderson here with our friend, uh, friend Mike Serifolian. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>